1: This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN,
2: New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Well, we seem to have come full circle with the debate regarding the wearing of face masks in high risk or even medium risk sports. And in just a few moments, I want to engage you with your thoughts as to whether the mandate for all basketball players at Boston University to wear masks during games makes a lot of sense. If you haven't heard, this past week Boston University passed a mandate that every student on its campus had to wear a face mask. And that policy also applies to their athletes playing intercollegiate sports as well. But first off, I wanna take a moment to urge all parents to spend a little quality time with your youngsters and to openly talk with them about the difficult and unusual times in which we are living. Let me be very blunt and very specific. We all know that for any young athlete to be suddenly denied the opportunity to play high school sports or the sports they love to play. Well, that's a most painful situation. We all know that the onset of the pandemic is hard enough for adults to comprehend. But for our children, well, this past year has been most difficult. We all know that sports plays a huge role in our lives and for our kids. Well, being suddenly denied that chance to compete is very, very difficult. There are lots of studies over the last several months that show that young athletes have become depressed by not being able to play their sports. That is, of course, that should not come as a surprise to anyone. But that being said, we as caring sports parents, as just parents in general, we need to be there to talk about this with our kids. Now look, you as a, as a parent, you may be feeling sorry for yourself not having a chance to watch your youngster play sports, and that's understandable. But even more importantly, you really need to sit down and talk with your youngster about what he or she is feeling about all this. Remember, anger turned inward often becomes depression. In short, you need to communicate with your athlete But the key here is that you need for them to lead the conversation. That is, let them express their frustrations, their anger, uh, their being upset, and so on. Let them get their disappointment out of their system. And at the end of the conversation, you have to reassure them that this pandemic is only temporary. The vaccine will do its job in our lives, and their lives will gradually return to normal. And not to get political, which is not the domain of the show, but especially in light of what has happened this past week in Washington, I can only imagine what our kids are thinking about our country. In In their young eyes, first we have a pandemic this year, no sports, and now the Capitol has been stormed. It's a lot for us, even as grown-ups to absorb. But for kids, youngsters who are hoping and expecting a bright and happy future, their anxiety levels must be skyrocketing every day. So as a parent, as a parent, I would strongly suggest you talk to your children. Just let them voice whatever concerns that they have about this past year. But you have to have the conversation with them now. It's as simple as that. Okay. That's my, uh, my sermon for this Sunday morning. Thank you for listening, and I hope you take my thoughts to heart. Moving on, let's turn to college basketball. Yeah, there was a flurry of news this past week about BU playing a home basketball game against Holy Cross, and all the players on both teams had to wear face masks during the course of the game, not just on the sidelines and the bench, the actual players in the games. Now, a little background, the administration at at BU had passed a rule that everyone has to wear a mask on campus, and that includes intercollegiate sports, but the rule only applies to games that are played at Boston University. So, BU opened its basketball season last week against Holy Cross, but the BU players all wore masks on the court. The Holy Cross players didn't have to because the game was at Holy Cross, And the Holy Cross players, they didn't wear masks. Regardless, BU still won 83-76. But then, Holy Cross then played at BU. And because of Boston University's rule, both teams had to wear face masks. Holy Cross won that game 68-66. So, you know, obviously, the takeaway on this is that wearing the face mask during the course of the game... Yeah, it's a little different, but didn't necessarily get in the way of Holy Cross winning a game against BU. Now, afterwards, the Holy Cross coach had said that his team has been practicing for several months wearing face masks. So they were already familiar with wearing them. But he did note that the masks are not especially easy to wear. We sort of already know that. After all, the masks, uh, they get sweaty very quickly. They slide down one's face. Remember, they're supposed to cover your nose and your mouth. And, of course, they do make breathing difficult, particularly when you're huffing and puffing in a basketball game. In fact, as I said, one media account reported that the masks uh, in the the Holy Cross BU game, they began to slide down the kids' faces very early in the contest. And, by the way, I just want to point out that the women's basketball teams, they've worn masks in games as well, not only BU, but Creighton and DePaul, and I'm sure there are other other schools as well. So I have a bunch of questions for you this morning when it comes to having our athletes, our kids, wear face masks during the course of the game. And I know, of course, that from this past fall, a lot of kids were wearing them, particularly with soccer matches uh, and other sports as well. My question is, why didn't we put this into place fully all you know some some months ago when the pandemic was just beginning to become uh, becoming a real real concern One eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. i want to get into this today because for starters perhaps this is the opportunity to develop some kind of new face masks that don't slip when they get sweaty and wet and they do stay in place uh, during the rigors of a basketball game or a hockey match or whatever it might be. I mean, here's the problem. We all see college football players who wear masks uh, during the games, but on the sidelines and their coaches wear masks as well. But again, they're often, those masks are often pulled down so the coaches can yell and scream during the course of the game. So that doesn't have any real impact in terms of trying to protect or keep the, the germs from spreading. That, of course, seems to be fairly counterproductive. And it's the same, of course, with college basketball players and college coaches who do the same thing. They wear the mask, it slides down, they want to scream at a referee or at a player, the mask is coming down off their face. This harkens back to the discussions we had almost, uh, well, close to a year ago when COVID first struck. I can recall vividly talking about this issue earlier this year, And whether it should be mandated that all athletes at the high school, club, college level, youth level, should wear masks uh, in the medium and high-risk sports like basketball. Now, at the time, you know, some months ago, we were still very much in the dark about COVID and how it spread, especially to older members of our society. Uh, And most school athletic programs either just shut down or postponed their seasons or came up with very truncated practice sessions. The pro leagues and the wealthier college programs, though, well, they kept pushing ahead with either daily testing or being having their athletes tested three or four times a week. Something that, of course, is out of the financial range of high school, of many, most high schools and other colleges. But again, even now, today, COVID still wreaks havoc on the pro teams and college teams, despite their, their testing programs. And yet those sports at the pro level and the top college programs, they still move ahead regardless of the fact of the reality that the daily infection rates have never been higher. Yes, we know, of course, a vaccine is slowly making its way to all of us, but it's taken a long, long, long time. So my question is to you. Shouldn't we now just mandate at all college basketball players wear masks during the games. Yeah, I know it's a pain in the neck, but shouldn't we just do this now? Shouldn't we have done this months ago? So I said, we know the soccer kids warm. them on not basketball. What about ice hockey? Uh, what about baseball, softball, field hockey? All the sports, if they haven't been wearing them, now we're going to say you have to do it. I mean, I just think that's, that's, that's where we are at this juncture, and I do think it's something we, we need to take into serious consideration. All right, let's, let's get – I have other points to make as well. Let's, let's get into this because the time has come. It's as simple as that, and BU has already said we're doing this. And they've now played a couple of games, and it, they're still scoring points. They're still, you know, making things happen. They're still, you know, it's it's the same for both teams. If both teams are wearing masks, seems like it's pretty equitable for for both squads. Simple as that. One eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Let's start our conversation this morning with uh, Ed Ward over in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Ed, good morning. You're on the fan.
1: Good morning, Rick. How you doing?
2: Good. How are you, Ed?
1: good. I, it was amazing. I'm glad you brought it because I had some interesting situations yesterday. Uh, our travel organization started practice at, the, at a beautiful indoor bubble facility down in Lawrence Township, New Jersey, called Center Court. Mm-hmm. And they made us all wear masks. They were taking temperature checks. Uh, we had to sign waivers. It was like unbelievable. So, But our, our players didn't mind. They got to the work out of it. Last night, I go to a restaurant with a friend the place is packed. There is no such thing as social distancing. They have a band playing and all that stuff. So my friend said to the, to the owner, I guess you don't believe in social distancing, he said an expletive about Governor Murphy. So it's oh. like, you don't know what to believe with this, you know? I think, you know what, if, if you're required to wear a mask, wear the mask. You know, but, it, you know, like, example, I talked about going into a restaurant. You put the mask on. Then once you sit down, you can take it off and, and then order your food and eat. It, 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 that part doesn't make sense. But if they want you to wear the mask to, for safety reasons, you got to abide by it. And here's something interesting. High school basketball starts practice tomorrow in New Jersey. Okay, right. There's a high school in Middlesex County. they got to practice outside for two weeks because of the COVID. Yeah. They're not letting anyone do their practices. Yeah. So it, it's amazing. they got to go to an outdoor court in Middlesex County and run their high school practices. So it, it's
2: crazy how this COVID situation is going. Yeah, but Ed, as, as you just obviously have lived and experienced, uh, and you talked about it in, in stark contrast, here you go to a, a training facility for baseball, and every the facility is going to the right lengths to yeah. ensure that COVID is not spread, and the kids are wearing masks, they're being tested, and so on and so forth, and then you go to a restaurant where they say, ah, we don't really buy into this stuff about social distancing. It is insane. It's as though there were a, a certain proportion of our society doesn't understand that people do in fact die from this and they're dying by the hundreds of thousands. The good news is that, yeah, there there are our educators. And people who are involved in these kind of programs who run these uh, facilities are saying, no, this is serious, and we're going to do what we can to ensure that this this is not spread. The kids seem to get this. The kids seem to be more malleable about this because even though we know the kids aren't the ones who necessarily are going to die from this disease, they are still the ones who are most likely to transmit it to their parents or their coaches, to the referees, officials, teachers, whatever. So they're taking it seriously. And again, it sounds extreme to say we're going to have basketball practice outdoors especially in the middle of january but the fact is we also know that that it's 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 less it's it's safer to play sports outdoors than having being an indoor facility which is why i think the basketball players are smart to wear the masks in the games and that should be my way of thinking it, time has come it's mandated make it happen ed thank you for the call appreciate the insights as always let me move on let's go to um let's go to rob over in lake success hey good morning rob how are you this morning
3: Rick, I'm great, and I want to tell you, what you're doing today is so important. It's a public service announcement. You brought it up months and months ago. Look, COVID is out of control along the country, and you said about it, you know, we we got to really, you know, be prudent here, and you, you, everybody should be wearing a mask, and we know what's going on in different states and all of that, and not to get political. Look, I had the, I had the virus back in February, got through, I've mentioned it many times. But it's still something, you know, we have to, we still have to be careful, as well as the vaccine is now out. That's the good news, Rick. Yep. The vaccine is coming, and people are getting it. And you understand what I'm talking about. And that's, that's going to be the savings. So let's try to look positive going forward. It's going, to, it's going to get great by the end of the year because a lot of us, if you're looking people online, it's coming. Stay on top of it. But here's my thought going forward. Right now on Long Island, Track and field is all going to be done outdoors. Indoor sports, like you said, wearing masks is very difficult. You know, to put on a mask, meaning it's uncomfortable playing a sport, trying to breathe through the mask. You made a great point about maybe they're going to have to maybe come up with a sports type of a mask where you could breathe a little easier but still be protective. The bottom line is you hit the nail on the head. The virus is out of control. It's probably as bad along the world and the country for sure. That it's been OK, even though maybe in New York in, in the metropolitan, you know, maybe New Jersey, Connecticut, it's it's not as bad as other states. We have to stay prudent. We have to follow the rules. Even if you've had the vaccine, I'm not the va- vaccine, well, not, it's not so much the vaccine, but as far as if you've had COVID doesn't mean you can't get it again. There's, there's no knowledge 100 percent on that. Let's follow the rules, and I agree with you. The colleges and all sports can make a return with what you're saying. This is this is the new way. By the end of the year, Rick, we're going to be in in a good place. I really believe that. I, and thank you for the public service announcement <laughs>
2: today. Th- thank you, Rick. I love you, pal. Take yeah, care st- of yourself. St- well, stay well, my friend. That's Dr. Rob Fried. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we all – if you have – any shred of concern for your family, your, your, your friends, your colleagues, this is where we are. I mean, this is this to me is a small sacrifice to make, because if you don't wear the mask, if your kid decides I'm not wearing a mask, well, then, then don't play the sport. Because all the kids will say, I'll wear the mask. And obviously the kids, uh, the basketball players at BU, Holy Cross, they said, we'll do this. Simple as that. And I also want to mention about ice hockey. You know, ice hockey is, is a sort of an anomaly because from what I've read, that's the one sport where the COVID infection rates have been especially high. And there are lots of theories about this, including the fact that since the indoor rinks are cold, I'm talking now about hockey, player, you know, hockey uh, games and practices inside, indoors. The COVID-infected air tends to be more easily spread on the ice, uh, and that's one of the theories I've read from uh, for USA Hockey, especially with the hockey players huffing and puffing in, in the course of uh, taking their shifts on the ice. The plastic face shields, well, they help a little bit, but not all that much. So it, it's it seems more and more with hockey players they're going to have to wear not just obviously their face mask whether it's a bird cage or a plastic shield they're going to have to wear you know protective cloth mask as well just like the you know the BU basketballs players did. All right, let me let me take a time out. I want to get more and more into this because I think the time has come friends. If your kids playing sports, let them wear a mask. I know it's a pain in the neck, but it's going to be temporary until we we turn this around with the vaccine and and we get back on a, on a better, as, as Dr. Freed said, into a better place, hopefully within a few months. 1-877-337-6666. When I return, i go right back to your calls. Stay with me. Sports Radio FM. Fan. New York. We're talking this morning about the mandate this past week that Boston University basketball players and their opponents – who play games at BU have to wear face masks when on the floor during the actual game. They have to play wearing the masks. The question I have is, does this make sense? (laughs) Yes, it does. And why wasn't this policy implemented a few months ago, not just at BU, but at every college and every sport and at high school level and the club level and youth level, we should have done this. Now you can say, well, we didn't know much uh, you know a few months ago and it seemed like particularly in this area that we had conquered COVID and the rates were going down. But now we're in a situation where the rates have been going have been skyrocketing. And as simple as why don't we just do this? Uh, and, I again, I applaud BU for, for taking this kind of bold step. Uh, the BU has played a couple of games. Uh, doesn't seem to affect them in terms of their ability to score or to play defense. Uh, yeah, it's a pain in the neck to wear a face mask, but it's a small price to pay in terms of protecting each other and their coaches and the refs and parents and so on and so forth. one 877 Want to know why we don't do this right now across the nation? Let's talk to our friend Jack Smithland. Jack, good morning. What do you make of all this? How are you, Rick? Good, Jack. Um, How are you
4: doing? What do I make of all of this? You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, thinking about being an educator for over 40 years and, and, and still coaching at the, at the college level, one of our main objectives as coaches is to prevent injuries, not to treat them, you know, when they happen. But if we can prevent an injury, that's our main goal or should be our main goal. So back uh, a year ago, when my floor, when my college team went down to Florida and, you know, two of the other teams in our conference didn't even go, but we went when we got down to Florida, they they didn't even have a clue that there that a virus existed. I mean, we had hundreds of people at every game people sitting in the, in the stands. And this was at the beginning when everybody was up here in the Northeast was very scared about it, Mm -hmm. you know, and we didn't know much about the mask, you know, at one point wear a mask another point, Oh, you don't need to wear a mask. But a question, if I was to tell you that if you put this suit on and you could walk through that fire and not get burnt, but you have to go through that fire, would you put on the suit? Well, it's the same principle here. It's exactly the same principle. Listen, the way to prevent this or the best way to prevent yourself or people from getting this virus is to wear a mask. So why shouldn't we wear a mask every minute that we're outside of our own houses? I mean, you know, I'm coaching. We have to wear masks. You know, these are things that have to be done. Years, months, You know, months and months ago, our government argued, and, and they spent months trying to decide what was high risk, what was median risk. For God's sake, who cares? Everything was a risk. Everything was a risk. So you're absolutely 150% correct. Everybody should be wearing them. Everybody should have been wearing them a year ago as soon as this virus hit, virus hit our country. And now with this new strain out there, that I don't even know what it's called yet, but they say it's, it's much, much more contagious. It's not more dangerous, but it's more contagious. So yeah. why would we not wear a mask? i I just
2: don't get it i don't get it jack when you you make a good point about you make a good point about the fact that okay they 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 went to great lengths and talked to uh medical experts about what was a low risk medium risk high-risk sport your point is they're all risk i mean what difference does it make um (laughs) if you get the disease you get the disease it doesn't make any difference what sport you you contracted it from I have to ask you, when uh, working, as I know you do, with uh, with hitters uh, in softball and, and in baseball, those kids are all wearing masks when you work with them? Every
4: single one of them. They do not step into the cage without a mask. Plus, I don't allow them to touch the balls, and I never touch their bat.
0: Yeah. And the
4: point is is that and if I do touch their bat, I always turn it over and grab the, the barrel part of it where they don't hold. If they're wearing gloves, that's a different situation. Our parents are not allowed in the facility, and luckily, the place where I'm at, you know, Fred Hill Academy in in Verona, they allow me to have my own cage separated, and, you know, it's a one-on-one situation, you know, and and we are indoors, and we definitely are indoors, but I keep my distance. You know, I don't get in any kid's face. I stay away. The parents, like I said, are not even allowed in the building, So, you know, we take the precautions. But, you know, one of the things that a friend of mine asked me about the mask, you know, why, why, you know, if you're out there, you know, this is transmitted through the air. So, you know, you don't know whether you're walking through a space that just was occupied by the virus or by, by, by the bacteria. So the point is, is that this, if I, my son or my, my, my children. Um, if there was a 25 percent opportunity that they could get sick by doing something as a parent, would I take that chance in allowing that 25 percent hey but the odds are for them it's 75 percent chance they're not going to get sick Boy, yeah, what <laughs> i wouldn't take the, i wouldn't take the chance i wouldn't take the chance
2: do you, do you hear from your your, your hitters that they, do they complain about having to wear a mask
4: No, they know i mean i 'll tell you a story real quick and then I, and then I'm off. But I had a situation and I think I spoke to you about this the other day. I had a situation with a new um, a new client, a new hitter. And the parents came and we were outdoors. This was months ago and we were outdoors and I'm sitting in the cage waiting for them and I'm wearing a mask and they came to me and both didn't have masks. And I said, I'm sorry, but I require that you wear a mask. And and, And the parents said, even outdoors? I said, yes, even outdoors, I'm sorry. Uh, and they said, well, you know, we have the right. I said, you're absolutely right. And I respect you for that feeling, but I also have the right not to give you the lesson. Mm-hmm. And they left and they never came back and I never saw them again. So the point is, is that that was an old John Wooden thing with, with Walton. You know, I, I respect your feelings. I really do, but I also have the right to say, take a hike. And, <laughs> you know, they did. Yeah. And like I said, I, I, I never saw them again, but. You know, the point is, is that when this first happened, whether we realize the mask helped or not, why not wear the mask? You know, teams, in my opinion, Rick, and I'm a coach and I'm dying to get on the field. I don't think teams should be playing right now. I really don't. You know, more people are dying every day from this virus. This new strain is causing problems. So. Why put kids in groups? Why put kids in into facilities or even on fields when, you know, when they're not social distancing? It's very tough to play a basketball game in social distance. So, I, you know, I, I agree with you. Well, so the these are the these are all
2: yes. Yeah, Jack. These are all good questions, and obviously, uh, regardless how how parents and and uh, programs schools think about this, it all starts. It all starts with saying, okay, if we're going to have sports and there's a huge risk involved in this, the first thing is exactly. every kid has to wear a mask. Every coach has to wear a mask all the time. You don't pull it down your face to, to scream and yell during the course of the game. Uh, you just, if, it's, if, it, if it begins to slide down your face, it's your responsibility to put it back into place where it covers your face, your your nose, and your mouth. Exactly. It's simple as that. And yet, and yet we, we all know... You watch television all the time. That's not happening. That's just not happening. Nope. Jack. No, let me get some other calls in. I get off? Yeah, go ahead, real quick. Okay, go ahead. No, uh, big deal. Go as, ahead. Uh, let me go because I have other calls I want to get to. Jack, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, let's go out to uh, Comac, Long Island. Billy is standing by. Billy, good morning. You're next up on the fan. Hi, Jack. How are you today? No, it's Rick, actually. Jack, I'm sorry, Rick. Sorry. Jack Jack just left. I've been sitting
0: for a while. I've been listening to you for a long time, Rick. I'm sorry. No problem, Bill. Rick, I, I have a uh, little difference of opinion as to what you've been saying based on experience. Um, I'll just be the devil's advocate a little bit. Sure. New York is the only state right now that is not allowing high-risk sports. Delaware, Connecticut, New Jersey, uh, all the surrounding border states have just allowed their athletes to begin playing high-risk sports. Mm-hmm. I do I do understand your point on the masks. I'm an AU coach. Over the summer, we played in national tournaments in states that allowed it, and there were teams from all over the country playing, uh, from California to Wisconsin to Washington, and there were no incidents, there were no reports, and there were no deaths. I understand the concern with the masks. I understand that virus does impact people specifically of specific ages. The data shows it. I'm not convinced that the kids should have to be locked down, not playing sports at all like the previous caller. Mm -hmm. I don't see the proof. I don't see the science. I don't see the data. I do see the science and the data that shows the impact that it's having psychologically on the kids. And to the point of the previous caller, when do we allow them to play? If the virus stays where it is, do they never play again? I have a senior in high school I coached a, a national team of seniors. The impact that it had on their lives has been, it has been damaging to the point where people do not understand. It, it's mm-hmm. very difficult. It's very difficult. And I do understand, but there is a choice involved, Rick. There's a choice. People yes. that choose to have their kids play understand that they have to quarantine their kids. They have to understand that they can't allow their kids to socialize with elder relatives or uh, relatives who are have a higher propensity to get the disease itself. But I'm not sure, the, and I'm not saying the kids shouldn't wear masks. If you told me, hey, listen, well, really, I'll allow the kids to play high-risk sports if they can wear masks, I'm all in. It's just, it's just a lot of the, it's the, it's the fear, it's the misinformation, it's the lack of understanding as to how it's going on in other states. If all of the other states outside of New York right now have allowed risk sports. Are they being negligent?
2: Let me stop you there, Bill, because, uh, look, the one thing we can all agree upon is that for the last uh, 10 months since the pandemic set in, there's been little, if any, direction from the federal government. We all agree upon that. that. That's been a huge, huge problem. So the federal government has said, no, we'll let the states figure this out. The problem is the states have been overwhelmed. They don't really have any expertise in this area because it's obviously a huge new kind of situation, and they've been very difficult at trying to get direct uh, you know, mandates from the states, not just New York State or Jersey or Connecticut, whatever, all the states. What is going on here? What do we need to do? Why is it possible that the high schools are shutting down sports, and yet the travel programs, like you mentioned, AAU, they've been able to continue on. How is that possible? Is it the same virus for all these programs? In terms okay. of with the I, I think with the public schools rick it comes down to money well it's very very
0: expensive to do all the testing and make sure that the gyms are clean and make sure that that everything is is spec for these kids to play plus there are liabilities issues with yeah, the but states, me, let me let me go on schools. bill
2: i mean you, you mentioned there has been very i mean remember you're a basketball guy uh, uh keontae johnson he had covid this summer you saw them you see it in the video he collapsed his head face first on the floor um the suspicion is he has myocarditis, which is a serious life-threatening disease, which has been exacerbated by having COVID, which he's had. That's a serious situation. There was a football player at California University in Pennsylvania who died this summer from having COVID. So there are deaths of young people, and there are other ones as Rick, well. So I'm but saying- there's also,
0: there are also thousands and thousands and thousands of athletes playing. I mean, I know that the NHL had a quarantine. They played in a bubble. But again, to your point about the hockey, if the hockey, uh, if w- they were more susceptible in, in that range, they I don't think they had any. If they had maybe one or two incidents. I mean, yeah, but, uh, I understand you, if you we say know that, we know you know, that there are the... thousands of athletes playing. in this, And there's an example of, and listen, I'm sorry that he passed away, but there have been, the AAU teams throughout the nation have been playing. Yeah, I know there
2: that. And, I, and, I like... and, there's,
0: and there's no, there's Bill, no data stop, or incidents stop, that I stop.
2: Think. I got to stop you there, Bill, because I hear what you're saying, but you're not letting me talk. which I find to be a little bit irksome. This is a huge epidemic. This is a huge problem. Yes, I agree with parents have the right to decide what they want to do with their kid, but the fact of the matter is people are dying. Kids are dying too, not at the same level at the same rate as older people, but they are dying. And as I said, you know, seems to me that having to wear a face mask is not a big sacrifice to make. I, I don't know much about the programs. Every state's different in terms of what they mandate for, you know, like mentioned AAU. Are they taking these restrictions? Are they making sure every kid's tested? Are they Why can't the kids wear face masks? If basketball players at BU and Holy Cross were in face masks, high school kids in AAU programs should be doing the same thing. It doesn't it's not a big sacrifice. It's not a big deal, but it might save somebody's life, and I can't imagine you would disagree with that. And, and, and in terms of, of 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 making this happen, yeah, we should have done this months ago. And I think the kids they don't have a problem with this. They don't see they they don't like it. But they seem to get it more than the parents do. And I think that's, that's what we're talking about here. Uh, And and I, I just wish we had greater direction and more guidance from the federal government or even the state governments as to how to make this happen in a seamless manner. Billy, I appreciate and I understand your, your point of view. Uh, but as I said, I think we're at a point now where the numbers are so staggering. We have to, we have to move on. Let me go on uh, to our next caller. Let's go to, uh, well, let me, let me take a time out here because clearly this is a topic that obviously is emotional for a lot of people. But again, I don't see any downside for making a small sacrifice to have your kid wear a face mask. It's as simple as that. 1-877-337-6666. New
0: York
1: Sports
2: Radio, 101.9 FM, WFAN,
5: New
2: York. And Welcome back to the Sports Edge. I'm Rick Wolf. Uh, a few quick notes here. First of all, you can always go to my website and uh, read all sorts of resources and columns and opinions at AskCoachWolf.com. You can follow me on Twitter at AskCoachWolf. In terms of our show start times on Sunday mornings, I have some good news we're back to an 8 a.m. start uh, for at least the next several weeks, uh, so make sure you know that uh, going forward. Uh, a quick update. on the last couple of shows, we talked about the NCAA legislation uh, to change the rights of student-athletes to be able to profit in college from their personal uh, endorsements, sponsorship deals. Well, according to the New York Times just yesterday, that proposed legislation in front of Congress has been postponed by the NCAA due to unexpected new concerns from the Department of Justice. It's hard to figure out exactly what's going on as to what's causing this delay. The NCAA is not happy with this, but I believe it has to do with how the NCAA would put some restrictions on the individual products or services that athletes would be able to endorse Uh, In any event, as it seemed that this uh, movement was really gaining momentum over the last few weeks, uh, now it's been postponed or pushed back by the NCAA. Obviously, we'll be tracking this because it's important, and it will have a dramatic dramatic impact on intercollegiate sports and student-athletes going forward. But as of right now, it's been on the back burner. Here is the question we've been debating this morning, and of course I'm taking your calls and opinions at one 337 6666 The Boston University basketball program has mandated that their kids wear masks during the course of the games. They have played games uh, last week against uh, Holy Cross, um, and uh, when the games were played at Holy Cross, where the mandate is not in effect, uh, the BU kids were masked. The Holy Cross kids didn't. But then when they came back and played at BU the next day, both teams had to wear masks because the game was being played at Boston University. Didn't see any real impact on the outcomes or, or, or the amount of points scored in the games. Uh, was it a pain in the neck? Yeah, but the Holy Cross coach said, look, we've been practicing with masks for months, so the kids were already accustomed to it. As to the last caller who was saying, look, this is, this is let's be honest here, the numbers are that the kids aren't affected by this. Yeah, but yeah, kids have died. I mean, not the same number, the same uh, proportion as older people. But my question is, quite frankly, you know, if, if it was your son or daughter who are one of those few rare athletes who contracted COVID and died from this disease, or if your kid brought the disease home and you got it, and you were in the hospital on a ventilator, I mean, why take that risk? What What is, what is wrong? How can you even think that way? If you say to your son or daughter, Let's be honest about this. So I opened the show this morning, let's talk about this. If you have to wear a face mask to wear sports, then do it. And if your kid's playing on an outside program, a travel or club team, like an AAU program, or we've talked this morning about uh, uh, baseball and softball facilities, whatever it might be, you as the grown up, you as the parent, it's your responsibility to make sure those travel programs, club teams or outside of school, that they are doing the same things that you want them to do taking temperatures, socially distancing and enforcing it, making sure the kids are wearing masks and, and things are being kept you know, the, the protocol is to keep things sanitized. If you aren't doing that, you're taking a huge risk. Yes, maybe you can say the kids don't get sick and die. They, they're asymptomatic. But look at, we're looking at every day in the sports headlines. When the NBA played in the bubble in Orlando, they were there, isolated, getting tested every day. Why? The NBA has millions of dollars to do that. Same with the NHL. Same with Major League Baseball. But now they're not doing that anymore. They're all home, and every day, every day we see now another person in the NHL, or I should say the NFL, is uh, you know they're 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 on protocol. NBA guys are out. So clearly, they have not conquered this problem either. So if at that at the professional levels, where they have millions of dollars at their resources to try and check their players. Why are we taking these kind of risks with our kids? Get your kids to wear a mask. Get them to wash their hands, to sanitize. Get them to be socially distanced if they want to play sports. I'm sorry that they have to wear a mask, but it seems to me a small price to pay in order to not only protect themselves, but to protect their family and their coaches and everybody else, teachers too. I, I don't understand what, why we're having this debate. All I know is it's been going on now for, for several months, and now the time has come to say, look, let's just do it. Uh, that's I mean I to me this is a no-brainer and if you're if you're a parent who cares about the health and welfare of your kids your athletes you should be doing this it's as simple as that let's let's move on let's go to uh let's go to Lou over in Lindbrook hey Lou good morning coach how are you doing today
6: hey good morning Rick how are you Hope I'm well, well with you and your family uh I just want to say I agree with you of course and with Jack but the last call of bill I totally disagree if he saw a patient that had COVID that was on a ventilator in a hospital and it was incubated, he would totally, totally be shocked, number one. Number two, I don't think he understands it. statistically. 80% of people that go on a ventilator stay there. Only yes. 20% get off the ventilator. That's a scary statistic. COVID exasperates all health conditions. And what, what the problem here is that it's become all about liberties. People don't want to be... Uh, they want to, They don't want to do anything. They, they they're not paying attention to this, the health statistics. P, even fifty percent of the people don't want to take the COVID vaccine. I mean, it's, what's going on
2: here? It's, it's it, mind boggling. It, it, I guess because they see that it's, it, 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 they know that the disease is invisible. They're not sure how it's spread. Uh, they, they look, uh, they surrounded by, if they're, if they're obviously sports fans, they're watching on television. They're watching athletes play on the court in basketball and they're running up and down, they're huffing and puffing, a lot of, you know, contact, a lot of in your face stuff. They don't seem to get sick. They watching football coaches, college coaches, they're they're not wearing their masks, they're yelling and screaming at refs, officials, at their players. Nobody seems to get sick. So what how big a risk is can this be? Is it just like that I get the takeaway is that this is a lot it's not a, it's not that it's a hoax. I don't think they think it's a hoax. I think they feel that, you know, this is um, this is real, but it doesn't seem to affect people who are healthy or, or have it's not concerns. happen. To, it's
6: not gonna happen to them. It's not really going to happen to them,
2: way. and therefore, let's get a stop of this nonsense. We're tired of this. We've already you know, had to shred our, our high school sports schedules this year, and it's going to continue for the next few months. Uh, and why even bother getting the vaccine? I don't want to sit in my car for five hours to get lined up just to get – Register to get a vaccine. I don't want to do that. So there's a lot of things that people psychologically are saying, "Eh, you know, maybe uh, I don't think it's that big a deal. I don't have any symptoms. I'm fine. And and I think that's, I think a lot of it's just the pushback that it's not going to affect them personally or their kids. And yet they don't seem to. There seems to be any recognition that, yeah, kids do get this disease. Some kids have real problems. Some kids actually die from it. And they say, yeah, but those are just outliers. They're anomalies. It's not going to be my kid. But if it is your kid or it's your spouse or it's your parent, I mean, then you take this pretty seriously. And by that point, unfortunately, it's usually too late. Lou, I I don't get this either. I mean, I'm sure with your soccer players, they're saying, sure, we'll wear masks, no big deal, right?
6: Yeah, well, I'll tell you this, Rick. I'm going to get a picture of somebody in the hospital that's ventilated and show them all the wires and the hoses connected in their mouth and see if they want to be in that position by not wearing a mask. That's what I want to say. Once they see that picture, I guarantee you people start to change their minds.
2: I, and you know, I was thinking about all the other cases. There was a youth hockey coach in his late twenties, I think in Texas, who was one of the uh, early on victims of this disease, and he he got the disease uh, being on the ice, working with with uh, young hockey players, and he died at a very young age. I mean, it's just it, I, I don't understand why anybody would, in in their their right mind, would take a risk like this. Uh, and I think your idea of showing it, showing your 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 players, your athletes. A photo, of what it looks like to be in a hospital on a bed full of tubes and monitors, being uh, intubated or on a ventilator. Let them see that, and don't. get you know, It's not somebody who's 95 years old. Somebody who's 18 or 20. That that'll. That's this could be you. Simple as that. I, I tell yeah, you, Lou, it's yeah. going to be interesting to see what happens in all this, but I, I, I'm, we'll see if more athletic directors, more universities, more high schools start saying, okay, let's follow what, what BU did, and now we're all going to wear masks, no matter what the sport is, uh, with the small exception, perhaps, of swimming, because I don't see how you can wear a mask while you're swimming. Maybe you can. I don't know. Uh, but for the most part, in the <laughs> other sport, I think you got to wear a mask, and, and we just hope and pray for the best. Lou, let me move yeah, on. Geez. Thank you, as always, for the call. Hey. I'll talk to you soon. Let's uh, let's go to a Ray in Atlanta. Uh, good morning, Ray. You're next up on the fan.
5: Good morning, Rick. Um, I it, you know with all this talk about the mask, which it, it it may be a great thing to use, but I would like to know scientifically how does it help? How does it prevent? Because a, a mask doesn't kill the, vi- the virus cells. No, it like does Breathing in and out, it just deflects them. So how does it prevent? the spread of the disease, scientifically?
2: Well, basically, it, it's pretty straightforward. If you are playing a sport like basketball or any other you know, high-huffing uh, and puffing type of sport, high-intensity in- sport, or football, the mask keeps the germs to yourself. So if you have the disease, or you were carrying the disease, let's put it that way, the mask protects you it keeps it within your face it keeps it within your own system uh everybody no
5: no it it doesn't do that because when you exhale the air you exhale is is deflected out the sides of the mask it doesn't you don't breathe in the same air and the same germs over and over again
2: the point is that when you
5: exhale what you exhale is spread out into the air but in a deflected manner
2: My understanding is that the combination of having the mask, and I guess there'd be a mask where, and this is where it gets difficult, Ray, because uh, as I said earlier on the show, it'd be nice if there was some sort of mask that allowed you to breathe so you weren't always sort of gasping for breath. However, uh, they say, like, uh, back in the days of the Spanish flu, they used, used masks made out of gauze. The gauze were porous, so you were still breathing in and out easily, but the fact is you were spreading the germs through the gauze mask, which are not effective. As to the reason why they want to wear masks today is, yeah, it's not going to be... F- fully effective, as you said, of stopping all the air coming into your mouth or your nose. Obviously, you can't do that, but it does at least protect you sufficiently, as long as you're socially distant, that you should be able to continue what you're doing. Now, again, to your point, basketball, which to me is a high-risk sport because guys are in their face and so on and so forth that's a problem but at least it's a something that the doctors are saying this makes sense use the face mask as simple as that and make it mandatory in all the sports and nothing else you're trying to minimize as much risk as you possibly can for your basketball players your athletes your loved ones your family everybody to me it's it's just it's just a no-brainer it's as simple as that all right that's going to do it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge, uh, my thanks this morning to Ed Zuman. Please stick around for Football Sunday with Mark Malusis and Dave Deal. I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge at 8 a.m.